You're listening to Building the Broncos with Nick Kendall and Carl Dummler, Broncos Country's leading draft and scouting analysts. Get on over to milehighhuddle.com to sound off on all things Broncos. Right now, and we got all the check marks. Welcome in, everybody. Welcome in. You are not losing your mind. It is not a repeat here. This is the second episode today of Scott and myself coming to you live uh, this afternoon, this evening for building the Broncos after we were here for Broncos for breakfast. And uh, Scott, it's good to see you again. Uh, Good evening. Broncos for dinner. Yeah. What could be better? You do not adjust your set. It is us again. And, yeah. uh, but you know, there's a, uh, there's so many new faces in the evening. Um, you know, I, I'm, I'm Scott Kennedy. For those of you who don't know me, we do Broncos for breakfast with Nick and, uh, have a good time. There will be a lot of familiar faces in here and happy to answer any questions that come through and looking forward to a building the Broncos episode tonight. Yeah, no, it absolutely would be great. Uh, unfortunately we do have news today to discuss. It's not, uh, since this morning, um, it's not exactly the news you want to hear, but um, we can continue our conversations from this morning as well. And also, as always, we love it when the chat uh, can get in here and uh, add to it as well. And we can riff off of that. But guys, if you have not uh, seen us before, obviously, we are uh, Mile High Huddle. Um, Scott and myself have the morning show on Tuesdays and Thursdays for Broncos for Breakfast. But joining us today for Building the Broncos, which is our Tuesday show. Carl will be, will be back at some point right now. He's uh, taking care of things more important than uh, football, which is, I know that's has to be very important if it's more important than Broncos football, but uh, he's, he's abroad right now and uh, looks like he's having a good time. So uh, making sure he's, you know, he'll be back. Don't worry guys. He's not lost forever, but for now it's Scott and me coming at you live. Make sure you guys are following Scott and myself on Twitter, Scott at scout Kennedy and myself at Nick Kendall, M H H. While you guys are over there, follow us at BTB Football Pod as well as at Mile High Huddle. If you guys are joining us on Facebook today, please go to facebook.com forward slash Mile High Huddle. Become a supporter. Also, facebook.com forward slash Mile High Huddle Pod. Uh, and also, guys, YouTube. Subscribe, like, and share. Um, number Probably the number one way you can get after us to help us a lot. Um, if anybody wants to get in recent or now with the Justin Simmons Jersey sweepstake, make sure you're getting in the super chats and the superstars. Um, we're going to raffle it off just like we did the Von Miller Jersey last month. Uh, so make sure you get in those. I mean, $1, you know, that's you're getting in there for a chance to win a Justin, Justin Simmons Jersey, $1 for a Justin Simmons Jersey. Sign me up. Also guys, make sure if you're joining us today on YouTube, you also follow Scott's channel at youtube.com forward slash C forward slash Scott Kennedy and uh free, free publicity. I'll be over on Scott's channel tomorrow. We're going to do a little morning show over there on Wednesday. Uh, so a lot of Scott and Nick action going on here. And uh, <laughs> that well, anything new happened since uh, you've been gone? You watched some Chelsea soccer. I know. Yeah, I watched, I watched uh, some champions league champions league is one of my favorite competitions on earth in, in sports. I like it just about better than anything. So champions league started this afternoon. What's nice is it doesn't interfere with, you know, American football. That's very true. It's in the middle of the day. That is very true. Uh, that's I am vicariously a bandwagon Chelsea supporter. I'm not. The, I'm much more of a fan of the international clubs. Uh, so in like World Cup or Euros on, you know, I clear my schedule. I'm watching that. Um, but I will tune in to catch Chelsea every once in a while. Uh, Stanford Bridge is beautiful. Love those blues as well. Uh, let's get to the chat here. See everybody coming in here. Uh, BNS coming in. That Michael Ojemudia injury is lo- looming large now, huh? Luckily, we are semi-deep at cornerback. True that. Uh, Michael will be back hopefully soon, also dealing with a hamstring injury. So uh, we'll see. But the Broncos got depth, and they're one of the teams. You know, injuries are unfortunate, but like if there was any positions, we're like, okay, I feel solid about the Broncos' depth here. It was interior offensive line with Moody, the first guy off the bench. Cornerback with Sertain being the first guy off the bench, I guess. And then wide receiver. And uh, boom, 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 one week in, <laughs> you're already relying on that depth. So here we are. 
uh, flipping booch true. I don't know what, that, what that's about, but flipping, it's good to see you. Uh, Jay Kozad saying exactly. We didn't need one game in a starting cornerback and receiver going down. Luckily we got a couple somewhat easy games ahead. Um, no easy games in the NFL. What do you think? A couple of easy games. I mean, relatively yes, but uh, probably a lot of people thought the Ravens would go against the Raiders last night being a relatively easy game and uh, any given Sunday. It's it's okay for us to say it. You know, we yeah, don't want the we sure. don't want the team thinking like that. But yeah, the Jacksonville Jaguars shouldn't be the toughest test that the Broncos should face. But in the NFL, any team is capable of beating any team. Blah blah blah. Um, don't want to overlook them, and you know, more importantly, don't want to jinx them because I firmly believe in all of those superstitions, uh, yeah. as Irish as I am. So yes, um, I'm uh, I'm very superstitious, but. You know, that, that one's not up to us. It's okay for us to say that. that yeah, it's they're easier games, you'd think, coming in. Mm-hmm. And you wouldn't need to be at your very peak ability in order to beat the Jacksonville Jaguars. Listen up, Broncos country. Tick Pick should be your first choice to buy football tickets because they save fans money by never charging any service fees ever. Tick Pick is the exclusive ticketing partner for the Huddle Up podcast and the Blue Wire Network. Denver Broncos football is finally back, and there's no need to exhaust yourself searching all over the internet to find Broncos tickets anymore. Because TickPick, that's T-I-C-K-P-I-C-K, is the original no-fee ticket site and the only one you'll ever need as your go-to for all NFL tickets. TickPick got rid of all those awful service fees that the other ticket sites charge, which lets them guarantee the best prices on all of their NFL tickets. Don't believe it? If you can find better prices for the same seats on another ticket site tick pick will give you 110 percent of the difference in the purchase price that's right guys when we were searching for tickets for the mhh meet and greet for week three at home broncos versus jets tick pick had us locked down so visit tickpick.com slash huddle today and use the promo code huddle to save ten dollars on your first order of broncos tickets that's tickpick.com slash huddle use promo code yeah, neither of these teams are thoroughly impressive. Broncos still are personnel-wise definitely should lap these guys. Um, anything can happen, um, but as I think with Teddy Bridgewater riding the ship, I don't think this team is going to overlook uh, the Jags at all, and they're just going to look to play safe, sound football. And as we saw last week, you know, it wasn't always the most dynamic, the most exciting offense, but competent offense and moving the ball. That's beautiful to me, man. I'm, I'm an jaded Iowa fan, so I'll take what I can get. Uh, Joshua Hickey coming in here with a $5 super. Thank you so much, Joshua, for your support. We appreciate that. And getting your chance to win a Justin Simmons jersey at the conclusion of this month. Uh, Joshua says, Patrick Sertan second is ready. Caden will get more snaps, and we could see him get his name at the other safety position changed from lead to ink. Uh, I'm not sure what the lead to ink is. Maybe that's some vernacular that is not in my uh, wheelhouse. But uh, I, what do you think? Stern's coming in here and playing the more three safety looks. Uh, and also Patrick Sertan, ready or not? Patrick Sertan's ready. You know, is, is he going to be Ronald Darby? Um, you know, probably not right away, but he brings something a little bit different than Ronald Darby does. And, you know, I was impressed with how physical Ronald Darby was at the point of attack, which is maybe why he got hurt a little bit. That's not usually how I think about him. Yeah. Uh, but Patrick Sertan certainly is physical. Uh, you know, 6'2", 205 very, very strong and, and can play that freewheeling, almost free safety position. But now he's going to be needed where he was drafted for, which is a cornerback position. But, you know, you, you mentioned before the depth there at corner. Um, you're still throwing three pretty good corners out there, minimum. You know, three named guys that, you know, most people will recognize when you lump in Bryce Callahan. 
that, uh, you know, again, if you've got to have an injury now, it's good to get it over with, get it over with early and, and at least be at a position of strength for you. Yeah, no, absolutely. Absolutely. I do think it's interesting that Patrick Sertan was, I guess, call it what you will, but he was benched after that missed tackle. Uh, it would have been almost an impossible to uh, ask of him with that deep crosser to cover that, especially with Alexander Johnson, probably not getting as much depth as possible, but you know, that's uh, is what it is. I'm more upset about the missed tackle there than anything. Um, but you know, it's going to happen. You're going to make some mistakes and we'll see that early. I am excited though, uh, that Patrick, Patrick Sertan gets to cut his teeth against two rookie passers as well. So it's I, I think I honestly think that was more of a form of schemes uh, then yeah. you don't you don't bench bench anybody a rookie for a missed tackle on a play that you know wasn't necessarily his responsibility anyway you know that he's chasing yeah. um so you know i don't i don't i bristle a little bit when i heard that you know just uh you know bench for me no 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 that's that's not why you said i think it was just more of along the lines of the schemes and the stuff that the new york giants were running against mm-hmm. them uh you know there you're not seeing a lot of four and five wide receiver sets you know big big spread offense from them Yep. Um, where you can run your two base corners, uh, two safeties. And, and, and it just, to me, it was a matter of matchups and schemes. Now, how many times did Trevor Lawrence throw the ball last week? 51 times, I believe. 50 the top plus. Yeah. You yeah. know, so I think Dak threw it 58. Now, now you might need a little bit extra, uh, Patrick Sertan, mm-hmm. whether or not, uh, everybody was healthy. You're going to see, I think some more defensive backs on the field. Yeah. And that 50 plus throws is, uh, Warning sign for any Jags out there because that means that the Jags are probably behind, and that means somebody like Von Miller and Draymond Jones get to pin their ears back and giddy up. You know, that Jags offensive line is not great. Trevor Lawrence, he looked good. He made a lot of big time throws. And uh, as uh, somebody's in here saying, look out, Trevor Lawrence could get hot. Um, that is very true. Uh, you know, he's a very talented quarterback, but also like the offensive line doesn't look very good. Uh, here we go. Kenneth Patterson. Lawrence might click. You never know. That's true. Same with Zach Wilson in week three. But um, you have to feel pretty good about the overall team matchup here. But Lawrence could get high. You never know. Yeah, I don't I don't want to have to count on my team. And it, and it could happen any given day, right? But yep. if, if I'm a Jacksonville fan, I don't want Trevor Lawrence throwing the ball 50 times a game. That, that's not how I want to try and break him into the NFL. No. Um, it, it could it could work out here and there. But that's a pretty good recipe to, one, get him hurt, two, have a 3-14 and 14 season. Uh, and really shake some confidence and maybe ruin some development of him as well. Um, even though he is quote unquote generational, you know, there's no such thing as a bust proof player. Um, we got Brandon Harden coming in here with the $5 super over on YouTube. Thank you so much, Brandon. Uh, Brandon says Bama Broncos, man, you're living the high life over there. Uh, Broncos have three starters out for how long? Uh, I can take this one. Uh, obviously we do not know yet about Graham Glasgow. I think Mike Kliss said that he was highly questionable. So it's going to be probably pretty unlikely that we see him this week. Um, which means that you're probably going to see Natane Moody at right guard, um, which will be probably a mixed bag. You probably see some highlights from him, but also some lowlights uh, given his ups and downs and pass protection. Um, Graham Glasgow definitely doesn't get the highlight blocks in the run game that you see from uh, Natane Moody, but also he's more of a steady Eddie in pass protection. Uh, so we'll see in that regard. Um, the other starters out, Jerry Judy, he's out four to six weeks. He was put on the short-term IR, which I believe means he can return in three weeks or four weeks. It's for some reason I'm blanking between those two. Somebody in the chat can probably help me out. Um, same with Ronald Darby with a hamstring injury out uh, on the short-term IR. Broncos called up Harrison, uh, former cornerback from Temple off the top of my head, as well as a fan favorite Kendall Henson at wide receiver. So good to see him get back up. Uh, obviously a uh, jersey in the Hall of Fame from Kendall Hinton last year with that Saints game. Um, so uh, yeah, they're out for a bit. The Broncos are lucky to have depth at those positions in comparison to others. Like let's say if it was... Uh, 
God, everyone knock on wood and pray to whatever gods you do. Um, but like if Von Miller was out, you know, it's like, uh oh. The football yeah. gods. What, yeah. what do you mean? The football, they, you know, <laughs> football I, I don't have no judgment here. Whatever what, ones you want. Um, the old there? gods and the new. Um, but uh, like if Von Miller was out and, you know, as good as Malik Reed and Jonathan Cooper have looked, you know, you are really taking a big step back there, losing, going from Von Miller to those guys. Um, and I don't think that's as much of the case with the depth you have at interior offensive line, cornerback and wide receiver. Those are like the three positions I would have said, like, okay, you have a surplus there. That's where you're injured right now. It's not good. You don't want to have injuries, but like no. if there's anywhere you could weather it, it's probably those positions also with these upcoming two games. Well, and the scariest thing about that now is now you're one more injury away from being having a problem. Yeah. You know, you're okay for now, but let's get let's get some guys healthy. Uh also want to say hello to Gary Leeds Palmer showing some stars hello, on Gary. Facebook. Uh made one of the pods today. We're we're all over the place now, Gary. I I uh, I always like that line from was it Fifty First Dates when Adam Sandler's reintroducing himself to Drew Barrymore and he goes, "Sorry, I'm not better looking." Um, so you know, sorry, I'm not more charismatic and funny, but here we are again, and this might be a good time to take a look at the Facebook leaderboard. I know there is a a giveaway going, a contest going, trying to get to two hundred and fifty thousand stars. Uh, I know we wanted to try and get that going. So as we look at it now, 32% complete. I think a lot of that about, about doubled in the last 24 hours, if I'm not mistaken. I remember seeing 18% recently. Uh, so going up to 32% and the subscriber count keeps going up in the last seven days. And we look at the entire month. Mama Muti coming in strong. Zeus McPeak. See, I know everybody's nicknames now by this point. Randy Jones comes in and out on, on YouTube as well. Michael Ranquillo, big fan of the shows and always super supportive of all these people. Josh uh, Shadow coming in yesterday. Josh came in big time yesterday. Uh, Travis Weber, um, he is, uh, he's, I think he's already in today as well. Howie freaking day. I, is, is Howie allowed to win? He, he, Howie won it last year, last month. So appreciate you as well. A lot of these uh, names we recognize from both sets of shows and all of the stuff that we do and we we, we just simply we we wouldn't be here without you it's it's pretty much it's that simple so yeah. thank you very much for all the support as we look and move forward to uh the justin simmons correct and then justin simmons we got this this month Absolutely. Justin Simmons, arguably the best safety in the NFL and also one of the best people in the NFL. So there's a jersey that you want to get. That's probably one of the best you can get uh, because, you know, that kind of a good guy, probably not going not going anywhere. Also signed that big contract. So there's some staying power with that jersey, which is great. Uh, we got Chase Wellner in the house coming with five dollars over on YouTube. Thank you so much, Chase. Uh, getting your home ball. That's uh, I still love the uh, happy Gilmore uh, reference there. Um, also, I guess. Uh, Shout out to Nor uh, Norman good for your home. Yeah. And shout out to also, I know good friend of Adam Sandler and also was in happy, uh, excuse me, happy Madison, Billy Madison. Um, Norm McDonald passed away today, 61 years old, which is really a bummer. He was a good comedian. Um, if you have a chance, he was always my favorite uh, talk show uh, guest. Cause he was just freaking hilarious. He'd kill those guys, him and Conan O'Brien. Some of the best chemistry. I love those guys. Um, Chase Wellner, though, $5 uh, afternoon fellows, which team surprised you the most this Sunday? Arizona had a nice win. Um, I'll, how about you, Scott? Who, who surprised you? Uh, I was not expecting the saints to roll through the green Bay Packers. Yeah. Uh, a good one. The saints were a little bit of team turmoil, missing a bunch of starters through injuries, through all kinds of stuff. Basically every headline for the, the saints had in the last two months was negative. Um, 
you know, even to the you're starting who at quarterback. Uh, and then you got Green Bay coming in, always a perennial NFC favorite, and, and New Orleans whooped them pretty, pretty good. So, um, you know, and then I, I actually let Nick talk me out of my Steelers. Uh, I, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm just a huge uh, Mike Tomlin fan. So to me, uh, Nick and I say we all have biases. And, and one of mine is that flat out, I don't know what else is going on. I haven't watched football in 20 years but the Steelers are going to be good. And I let Nick talk me out of that one. And uh, I shouldn't have because the Steelers are usually pretty good. I uh, will see. Uh, I'm curious to see how they match up against the, uh, the Browns um, when the time does come. Uh, but the Steelers defense. Man, looked- Cleveland gets one win in 10 years. And all of a sudden people are getting all goofy. I, I just like the personnel. I'm not judging the, uh, the names on the back when it comes to no, that. I'm kidding. I was, I was born in Akron, Ohio, a suburb of Cleveland. So I'm familiar with the pain of, uh, of the suffering Cleveland fans. Yeah, no, it's uh, pulling for them. I'm not the biggest Baker Mayfield guy, but uh, he's definitely good enough to uh, drive the bus. Maybe not be the bus, but drive the bus. I guess my biggest shock is uh, Houston coming in and just punching repeatedly the Jags. I thought that the, you know Houston was supposed to be an all-time dumpster fire team this year. They're trading everybody left and right, brought in a coach that everybody's like, who the heck is that guy? You know, he was a running back coach for the Ravens before. Um, and the Jags came in and just were absolutely terrible just awful and then i don't know if you saw the whole thing today with uh man there was a big uh i guess i'd call it some drama uh on social media between denver media and uh the jags um because their pr person didn't make urban meyer uh available he's not going to take questions from the denver media um and uh they were pretty much there was a big back and forth there that was pretty uh pretty funny from from this side of things but uh yeah urban it's already it's already really gross there for jacksonville and urban meyer yeah, it's uh I mean Urban's got such a humongous ego and for it it just it doesn't play when you are trying to coach people who are making as much money as you are and you know acting that way. It's a it's a different mentality. I'm not saying he's gonna fail, but it's you know, that team had the number one draft pick last year for a reason. You know, they're not good. Um, so I, I think part of what you're doing there is coming in and trying to set expectations. Um and the expectations are, as we've said, Nick and I, for those of y'all who haven't watched our show a lot, is just don't get Trevor Lawrence killed this year. Yep. Um, you know, I, I think back to, you know, Troy Aikman being a number one overall pick in 1988. Falcons or the, the Cowboys went one in 15. And then from 89 forward, you know, they, they did pretty good. Yeah. Just yeah, don't nope. get him killed. Don't get him killed. Don't shake that confidence. Also, don't make him cut his hair. Um, Dylan Von Ark's <laughs> coming in here, Sup Broncos country. Uh, make sure you guys hit the like button on the way in. If you're hanging out here, that's always great. Rufus talking about the uh, injuries. He's saying it's always something. Always something leaking right there, Rufus. Thank you very much. We got Mike S. in the house saying, what's up, Broncos country? I think Pat is ready and he'll surprise people. Um, I don't think he's going to surprise anyone in here, uh, but maybe he will surprise abroad. Maybe this is the, the crack in the door also for him to take it and run with the start. One of the starting three uh, cornerback groups and gives them a chance to win that uh, defensive rookie of the year position, which uh, you know, there's a chance for sure. It's hard, it's hard to get quality snaps in this defense at the defensive backfield, but uh, injuries happen. And we, when they signed Darby, that was one of the big talking points. Like, Oh, this guy's had hamstring injuries and whatnot almost every single year of his career. Um, and uh, here we are. So glad to see the Broncos having depth at one of the most important positions to have depth and, Feeling pretty confident in Sertan. Now, if one of these other cornerbacks go down and you're down three of your top five, gosh, everyone knock on wood again. Um, then you start to have issues uh, there. And like, you know, oh man, what are the Broncos supposed to do? Like nobody could really overcome that uh, no. depth wise. Um, but 
you know, right now they're in an okay spot, I would say, still. And you're going to get uh, Darby back at some point. You're also going to get Ojemudia back at some point. So it's going to be okay. Uh, Mike S. coming in saying, what's up, Broncos country? I think Pat is ready and also his price bill. All right, Mike, thank you so much. Um, Jay coming in. It's also, it's for real big time drag two years in a row injuries before we even started. Buddy, Jay, that's the NFL. That's This is why depth is so important. Um, and, you know, everybody, like, looks at their roster and, like, oh, man, we're looking great across the board, blah, blah, blah. And I won't lie, I'm definitely somebody who looks at the roster and, like, okay, if somebody offered a three for Bryce Callahan, I'm listening because I'm on that hunt for that next quarterback. But um, this is showing the other point where it's like, okay, well, everybody's trying to win right now. You need that. So uh, here's an interesting super. I recognize that guy. Oh, man. Whew, Hot off the press. Broncos breakfast hat and t-shirts available in the merch store. Broncos for breakfast. We're getting our own gear. I feel so official. We made it. Looks like this we is, made it. Well, no. I'll tell you what. So in the merch store, so we'll we'll make sure we link that before we get out of here. The merch store. I think it's it's just huddleuppod.com, if I'm not mistaken, right? I believe so. Yep, huddleuppod.com. Get your swag on. Um, so yeah, that's great. Maybe uh the producer working behind the scenes can uh, pull up those uh, those new that new merch uh, so we can get it in here and show the people exactly what they could get. So um, also the stars are shining. Butch Butch coming in with some stars and uh, and Andrew coming in with some stars. Uh, Andrew Baker. Uh, Andrew's question is, what was our weakness in week one that we need to work on? I know no injuries, but it's the NFL. If not when you get it's not if but when when you get hurt, when the injuries happen. Um, I think that they've done a better job of protecting the quarterbacks where you see a lot, you go through a lot of the quarterbacks and it usually says 16 games, 16 starts, uh, which is really good. But yeah, you're going to get dinged up in the NFL. Everybody's playing hurt. You just hope it's not too debilitating. Uh, weakness in, in week one, where do you, you want to see some improvement? I know it's tough because it was such a, as dominating an NFL game as you're going to get. Um, but you know, there's always things to work on. What are you, uh, what are you thinking about? Ooh, I really like that Broncos for breakfast hat. That is sleek. Um, man, that's, that's a good looking hat. Um, Focus. I, whew, man, I got, I have 10 billion hats. Um, what was the weakness week one? Um, I would say it was the interior offensive line as a weakness. Um, that was something where we, and it also like some of that will normalize hopefully as the season goes on, because you arguably played the best interior tackle duo in the NFL. Um, the only other team I think that holds a candle to them on paper is probably Washington football team with John Allen and, uh, Deron Payne. Uh, but I mean, Dexter Lawrence and Leonard Williams, they were as advertised and I'm happy the Broncos stuck with the game plan. They, Teddy was great. Uh, from what I could tell based on box count numbers, uh, watching it, uh, he did look like option to quick pass routes when the box count uh, called for it, which is great. And the Broncos also stuck with the run. It was not efficient. That's what you want. You want to have efficient. You don't have to have a high volume run game. You have to have an efficient run game. And it was not. Um, but eventually they broke the rock uh, with Melvin Gordon late in the game. So I would say it's the interior offensive line. That was my biggest. This has to get better if this team is going to be anything beyond a one undone playoff team this year. See, I watched two full games this year. I watched Denver Broncos and the Atlanta Falcons. And by comparison, the Denver Broncos offensive line looked like the 95 Nebraska Cornhuskers. Oh. So uh, it was it was tough for me. I'm like, yeah, man, I saw the interior line. Dalton Risner was great. It's like, maybe he wasn't great, but compared to the turnstiles I watched in Atlanta at Mercedes-Benz, he looked pretty good. But I, I thought he was still – I thought he definitely held his own. You know, and, and if you can get a stalemate, if you can take the absolute strength of another team and just get a stalemate out of it, then all the places where you have an advantage of, that's where you win the game. 
So, yeah. you know, I, I thought they held their own on the interior line, even if they weren't, you know, even if it wasn't a win. It, at worst, it was a draw. What was it? Two sacks, 100 plus yards rushing. Not bad. Not bad at all. Yeah, no, totally. Denver Gator uh, coming here and busting your balls. Hey, Scott, glad to see you in the evening shows live, but isn't it past your bedtime? It's getting there. I uh, Once the show's over, I'm not up too much later. It's uh, it's 8.30 now. I'm usually in bed at 10. So <laughs> I got appreciate you. This. <laughs> yeah, thank you, Denver Gator. Um, good evening, Nick and Scott in Broncos country. Glad we have depth at wide receiver and cornerback. Next man up, time to see Patrick Sertan the second shine. And Travis, it's time to uh, rock that Patrick Sertan jersey. I know you got it. It's time to pull it out and uh, enjoy that, man. That sleek number two, it's a good one. I'm excited to see what he can do this week. Also, I'm hoping just for you know Broncos fans to get a little extra enjoyment out of it. I want to see some Patrick Sertan uh, versus LaVisca Chenault out there. I think that's going to be a lot of fun. Talk about a physical matchup, man. Those are two beasts out there. Speaking of beasts... Coming in the stars, live count here. Top star senders today. Gary Leeds Palmer, 500. Andrew Baker with 235. Butch Butch with 200. Michael Ronquillo with 100. And Steve Lazuski coming in here uh, with 50. Thank you so much, guys. Uh, we appreciate that a lot. Um, and uh, you know, keep them coming. You guys getting those stars in, and you get a chance for a, a Justin Simmons jersey. And putting my Hawkeye bias aside, um, I probably would get a fan jersey first if I had to pick a current player right now. Uh, but if I didn't, it would probably be Justin Simmons because, you know, you want to rock somebody who uh, not only represents the name on the back, but the name on the front. Right. And he's, I mean, Walter Payton man of the year, you know, that, that kind of guy. So uh, go get that Justin Simmons jersey, get those raffle tickets in. Um, Scott, we were talking a little bit about the Broncos playing Patrick Sertan, losing Darby. What do you think this does for the Broncos personnel wise, uh, formationally, uh, going forward for these next few weeks. Cause obviously the Broncos were talking about utilizing more of a, a dime package look. Uh, but now that's probably out the window until Ronald Darby gets back. So what does the ideal formation look like? What are the uh, adjustments now with this Ronald Darby news? I think the adjustment is you roll one of your safeties over it a little bit more to cover for, for a, a rookie corner. Um, with Darby, you paid Darby all that money to put him on an Island to make sure that he was taken care of and where I could cheat my safeties inside a little bit more, help out in other places. But initially, at least, your safeties are going to want to keep an eye on the rookie corner. Um, what I do think it does, though, is I think it helps you a little bit more against the run. I think automatically Patrick Sertan is going to be better against the running game and stuffing a wide receiver who's trying to seal him off and containing the edge than Ronald Darby is. And Ronald Darby's not bad, no. but I think Patrick Sertan will be better against a run. So... At that point, maybe you don't have to cheat as much. So you're less susceptible as a safety to a play action pass or any type of, you know, any type of uh, misdirection like that because you know I don't have to cheat over that way on running plays. So there's a little bit of a trade-off there where I think you might be a little more susceptible against the, against the, the pass, obviously, but even better against a run. Now, what's interesting on that is the Jaguars didn't run the ball last week. <laughs> no, not. So, uh, you know, it, it, what you're going to do is you're going to want to give him some help initially. Just make sure make sure he's okay. Uh, he's been in some big-time games for sure. You know, playing in front of this, – this one's at Jacksonville, right? Yep. Probably so playing in front of 2,500, 3,000 fans or so shouldn't really affect him that bad, you know, when he's used to 100,000 in, uh, in, at Alabama. Jacksonville seemed like a library compared to what he's used to. So uh, he's the moment's certainly not going to be too big for him. I can promise you that. 
Yeah, no, absolutely. I am curious to see what it means for the Broncos when it comes to the linebackers. Uh, you Obviously, they were talking about using Sertan more as kind of a dimebacker box kind of cornerback slash safety. Uh, that's probably not going to happen for a little bit. Um, does it mean, though, that we saw last week, jo- Josie Jewell was the guy who stayed on the field the most. They were subbing off Alexander mm-hmm. Johnson. Does this mean that Alexander Johnson's still coming off and maybe this is the start of some Justin Stranod on the field in those type of pass obvious situations uh, because Alexander Johnson has struggled in uh, past situations when he isn't asked to come forward. Yeah, I was impressed early on. Uh, I was watching, you know, a, a screen pass came near side, came right towards the camera. And here comes Josie Jewell crashing down laterally. You know, we talked about them being able to hold, hold the line, mm-hmm. but I saw some lateral movement out of Josie Jewell that I wasn't expecting. Uh, turned a screenplay into about a three yard gain, made it third down instead of first down forced a punt and moved on. That play was made on second down by Josie Jewell. That drive was ended on second down by him. So I can see why he's in there now, um, but can Sternod maybe do a little bit better moving forward? You know, Sternod's basically a rookie, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. He, he, hasn't, he hasn't played yet. So, you know, having that veteran out there is, is going to be very helpful for sure. But, you know, a base dime, I think we'll see some, some dime package a lot based on, 50-plus throws from Trevor Lawrence, and the fact that their defense isn't very good, so the Broncos should get up. The Broncos should get up and be able to chew the clock out, run their play action, be nice and efficient, and, and grind out a win. Yeah, I really hope it's a fun, boring game. Um, I hate to you know compare everything back to college ball, um, but it's kind of like when you have your Power 5 team and they're playing you know, Kent State. It's like, okay, well, you should be getting six yards of carry on the ground punch him in the mouth and you should never have your, you shouldn't have to have your offense be asked to do too much asked to do anything too exotically schematically, because you should just be winning your matchups based on talent. Now it's not obviously that easy because um, it is the NFL. Those there's any given Sunday, but that's what, that's what you hope for in this Broncos game. Um, especially uh, after how terrible the Jags looked against the Texans. I'm just, I can't even believe how bad they were. Um, Alan Perez coming in here saying nice to catch you two live Broncos for breakfast is my favorite podcast. Alan, that is so nice of you to say, because there are a lot of good podcasts out there. There's a lot of good other Broncos content creators out there. Um, so for you to say that is uh, really, really nice. And that's going to stick with me. That means a lot for real. Thank you so much. Um, Steve also uh, coming in here, similar uh, sentiment saying it's not in the AM. Is it? It's not the AM, is it? I actually catch you guys live this way. <laughs> Always listen after the fact, though. Well, Steve, we really appreciate that. And uh, hope you're enjoying it. You know, if you uh, can't watch it live, you know, that's obviously going to be on iTunes, YouTube, whatever. Make sure you're leaving a comment uh, in those places or subscribing or anything like that. You know, that's uh, very, very uh, helpful to us, even if it's not catching us live. Um, so any other uh, supers came down the, ch- the chat while we've been doing some of this? Base got some, the, the, the stars, the stars have been shining again. Michael's coming in. Michael, Michael is in. Michael's kind of a, a racer. You know he'll he'll start start early and then finish strong. You you don't just come flying out of the gate. You gotta you gotta wait until the full sixty year up before you see where Michael's gonna finish. So, uh, Broncos country are the best fans in the NFL. Go Broncos! It's hard to argue with. I've been all over this country and uh, I've I've been around all all the fans in the world and um, you know the 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 way that I've been embraced with this pod and you know just knowing everybody that I've gotten to know through the years that I've worked with. I'm certainly a fan of Broncos country. Appreciate you, Michael. Yeah, it is definitely a group that uh, has high expectations. I would say it's a very hard town to play quarterback in because you have to be great. I mean, this this fan base that's, knows that's every town. I mean, yeah. you know, we were talking about. You know, I was listening to the guys uh, on Mile High Huddle talk about the scrutiny put on Drew Locke. I'm like, guys, there's 
32 starting quarterback jobs in the world. Yeah. We all know what it was like for high school quarterbacks at our own high school and how they were treated. You know, this is the NFL. This is the top 30 among 300 million people in the world. You are automatically put under a microscope the minute you put on a helmet as a starting quarterback in the NFL. It comes with the territory. I mean, it's you, you got to be a certain kind of arrogant uh, and talented and egotistical in order to pull it off, um, you know, and, and more power to you. But it, the, the bad comes with it, too, for sure. Yeah, absolutely. It's it's tough. I would say it is tough in Denver, though, because the years of John Elway, Peyton Manning, even Jake Plummer, like that's a pretty high bar. And uh, we've seen the other side recently, so it's gotten a little bit uh, dark <laughs> in that regard. But, I mean, people still know what great quarterback is here in Denver. Uh, Dale Hendricks coming at $5 over on YouTube. Broncos win, but so did every other team in the AFC West. AFC West is going to be a bloodbath this year. Um, the Raiders probably shouldn't have won that game. Um, their offensive line is not great, but uh, I, I know a good friend of mine and a fellow analyst, Eric Trickle, always likes to give me a hard time because I'm like, Derek Carr is a it's the 12th best quarterback in the NFL. He just, just is. You know, it's bad defense every year, but uh, you know he's not the quarterback where he can overcome the worst defense on his team. Not many can, but Derek Carr is not that level. Um, and Derek Carr was impressive last night. And as sad as that sounds, he might have been the least impressive quarterback in the division this week. I mean, that's really, I mean, Teddy was great. Obviously we know what Patrick Holmes can do. Justin Herbert looked like a freaking God. I mean, it's really the quarterback playing the AFC West is insane. Um, so going to be must watch TV this year. Um, it's unfortunate uh, for the Broncos because this is the best team they've had in a while and they could even finish fourth and uh, wouldn't even bat an eye. They still could have the best team, but uh, is what it is. But uh, you know, iron sharpens iron, right? You got to beat the best to be the best Dylan M. $20 over on YouTube flashing that orange. I love it. Um, favorite color, uh, Darby coming in or, uh, Dylan coming in saying Darby and Judy injuries stink, but hopefully they'll be back before the AFC West gauntlet at the back half of the schedule. Tough, tough slate, slate. of games. Yep. After mm -hmm. the bye weekend, you are, you are absolutely right. I mean, like I said, the week one game, the giants, like, is this a do or die must win week one game? Cause that's really like, there's no such thing as a week one game. That's do or die must win but there kind of was this week with the Broncos with how the schedules uh, lines up and you have a little bit of wiggle room uh, now that you started off one and one and no with these next two games, but with how tough it gets, like you really have to be looking at, like if we want to make the playoffs, we almost have to start three, and know, because you have to take care of business against these teams that you're favored against. Well, you know, as we've, we've said before is, <clears throat> you know, typically if you can go 500 in the division or against the teams that are really good, yeah. Win the games you're supposed to. You're in, you're in the playoffs, and then see where it goes from there. Then it comes who gets hot, who stays healthy, all those type of things. But I, you know, I, yeah, you pump the brakes a little bit. It was just week one, but any question we had, all of the keys we said coming in, what did the Broncos need to do to make the playoffs and be successful? Get good, efficient quarterback play. Check. Uh, offensive line has to be at least good enough. Check. Von Miller needs to come back and be close to what we expect from Von Miller. Check, check. Um, and then we get some surprises in there. You know, yeah. uh, Nick and I agreed on this this morning that, I, you know, we thought Draymond Jones was probably the best defensive player on the field. Um, you're starting to get some some impressive depth from uh, Shamar Stevens coming in, Jonathan Cooper coming off the bench, Malik Reed, we know what he can do. And this team hasn't, and hopefully they will, get everybody healthy at one time again get into that run where you're making the playoffs to get everybody healthy and fire on all cylinders. It's going to be a dangerous team come December. Yeah. I mean, run games and defense, those are things that you do not want to play uh, in the playoffs because they tend to travel pretty well. And if you have a quarterback who is 
extending plays and getting it to the right guy and protecting the football, that is a tough out. And you, with that style of play, you know, you can be beaten by almost any team if they get hot and the thing doesn't bounce your way. But also you can beat any team um, with that style of football. So your margin of error is smaller, but you're going to hang out there and uh, have a chance in every single game. And that's something the Broncos have not had recently. And there, and there will be more questions asked, but yeah. the questions that have been asked so far have been answers with the resounding yes. Yep. You know, so far, so good. Uh, you know, and I, I would even throw Melvin Gordon in there as a pleasant oh, surprise. Yeah. Um, you know, I think he looks more explosive than what we're expecting. Maybe some of that's a contract year, but uh, Fastest we've said before. NFL this week. Did you see that? By I'm sorry? Uh, Melvin Gordon, uh, next-gen stats. Fastest player in the NFL this week on that 70-yard touchdown. I think he was what, like you, what was his uh, what was his top speed? I think twenty one point three five miles per hour. Um, and I don't think any other player in the entire NFL recorded twenty one miles an hour. See, I'm always interested watching uh, soccer just to compare with some of the speeds. So I think the Chelsea guy, Antonio Rudiger, I think he hit like twenty three and a half. He's got the top speed in the uh, in the Premier League. Anyway, um, you know, just comparing athlete to athlete. But yeah, no, I did not see that the fastest speed. But who expected who expected that? But the, the you know I didn't expect to see that type of explosion and and him with running for a contract among other things that's not why he's running he's he's a professional and he's really good it's just but having that contract here is a little extra motivation doesn't hurt no. uh, and Javante Williams at the bud every position it seems like on the Denver Broncos either has a veteran or a veteran that is on a contract year and or a rookie behind them a young player behind them pushing them. That makes for great competition every day in practice. It helps add for the depth for insurance for teams that are, if you run into the injuries, but there's there's veterans and there's there's depth of, of young players on this team at just about every single position. And uh, it's, it's a good position to be in. Every time we said would start talking positively in the in the in the summer, we'd always hedge it with, but the quarterback play. Yeah, so far so good. Teddy looked pretty damn good. Yeah, he did. And I think he's got this team buying in and believing and, uh, you know, belief's a hell of a drug. Um, we got Brandon Harden coming back in Bama Broncos. Do we know when Chubb will be back to full strength? Will Chubb start versus Jacksonville? Uh, do not know when Chubb will be back to full strength. Um, it's the ankle. It's the opposite ankle of what she injured uh, last year. Um, but he might not be full strength for a bit. But I mean, Bradley Chubb, at, you know, 85 90 percent is better than a lot of players <laughs> um so hopefully that's not as big of an issue um for him but uh, we'll see um is he gonna be back versus jacksonville i do think that if he is back is going to be on a limited pitch count kind of thing where you're kind of like okay let's test it let's get some looks in there um because you feel confident with reed and cooper i don't feel mm -hmm. like amazing about them i don't don't think either of them are the types of talents you want starting at edge personally. And I, we've been spoiled with like DeMarcus Ware and Von Miller for all these years, I think, but I think they're excellent, excellent third and fourth edge rushers on any team. Um, so they can hold it down for, especially the next two weeks against the uh, Jags and the jets. If you lose these games be, and the reason you lost is because you didn't have Chubb out there. You know, you don't, you don't deserve to win, honestly. And, and being an outsider, I can speak for other outsiders. I don't think, in fact, I know most people don't have any clue how good Von Miller is at extending plays and sealing the edge. You know, you see the stats, you see those are the highlight plays, but watching him battle with tackles and tight ends to extend a play out wide and push a, a, an off tackle sweep wide so that his safeties and, outside, and other outside linebackers and, and corners can fill and make the tackle to stuff the running game is impressive. Uh, he's a he is a complete 
complete player. So I, I really enjoyed watching him play this weekend. I'm, I'm, I'm sorry you all had to miss him. And, uh, you know, we'll miss him when he when he does eventually move on. Uh, who we don't miss because he's mm. here all the time for us is Gary Leeds Palmer. Says just showing some love. Nick and Scott are the best. We appreciate you. And uh, for those of you who can't see it on Facebook, it's coffee mug. So thank you very much. Coffee is, that's like the quickest. It used to be like, you know, food and stuff, but coffee is a way to my heart now. So appreciate you, Gary. Yeah, thank you so much, Gary. Uh, we got Chase coming in now. Uh, who is a wide receiver to start in fantasy with Jerry out? Um, gosh, can I uh, be really lame here and say punt? Um, I would not probably take any of the Broncos <laughs> Go wide somewhere else. Yeah, um, I think if anybody I'm looking to get by right now, um, based on what we saw week one, uh, it's, it's Noah Fant. I think Noah Fant is going to be that security blanket for him. Um, don't fully trust Albert Okwebenam yet to get the targets, but Fant looked good. Uh, there's a lot of times where... Uh, Teddy, especially with quick reads. Um, if the box is hot or there's, there's a, there's a blitz coming in, he's looking at 87. He was looking at 87, um, especially up the seam. So um, man, Noah fan, I think he's, he's going to be as far as fantasy football goes, probably the biggest beneficiary in my opinion. And and here's, here's the problem. Uh, Cause I would probably go with the punt. And, and this is why as soon as you asked that question, I queued up an answer in my mind. And um, I looked in the chat and it says Hamler, Fant. Who'd you say again? I said Fant. You said Fant. Okay, so Hamler, Fant. And my initial thought was was Patrick. Yep. Just because of you know he seemed to be kind of a go-to guy over the weekend, but with the Broncos, I don't think you're going to have a fantasy play in at the receiver position. Maybe at the tight end position because it's going to be spread around so much because of all those different options we just exactly. mentioned. It's a yep. terrible fantasy team. Who cares? Yeah. <laughs> you know, when you're a Denver Broncos fan, who cares? You know, Teddy this is the awesome. Colorado Rockies where, you know, you're, you got pick a, pick a Rocky for every fantasy player, every fantasy position. Cause the way the ball flies out of course field, this is, we want to win and having multiple weapons is going to help you win. So I don't think I, I would go in any direction. I'd play a wait and see on this if I could. Uh, but if I had to pick anybody up on the cheap, if he's available on the waiver wire because nobody really paid attention, I might grab Tim Patrick and, and stuff him away um, someplace else and, and see if I might be able to get I'd, – I'd still go one more week and wait and see, but I don't like any of these guys as fantasy options just because there's so many of these guys, which is a good thing for the Denver Broncos. Yeah, I, I agree with you completely. If uh, KJ Hamler slash Tim Patrick are out there on the waiver wire, pick them up. That's that's uh, that's an obvious one for me, but actually starting uh, unless you're in like a three wide receiver league that is PPR, uh, then maybe we could talk about it. But uh, I think you probably get a pretty high floor with Tim Patrick in that regard. If you're looking for the boomer bust, though, KJ Hamler. Um, speaking of fantasy, though, I do think um, based on what I've seen these next two weeks, if you're looking to if you're in that uh, streaming quarterback mode um, where you're like, you know what, I'm not going to invest very highly in the quarterback position. I'll just find somebody every week. Uh, Teddy Bridgewater might be a, a fun option these next couple weeks because uh, you're talking about distributing the ball. Well, maybe not great for any of one of the individual wide receivers. Teddy's going to put up a pretty good floor. And also, I think you might even see a rushing touchdowns these next few weeks. Biggest reservation I have is that the Broncos skunk them early. Um, and then uh, you play really simple uh, ball control stuff and to take the ball out of Teddy's hands because there's no reason to put it in his hands. Um, 
classic Iowa Hawkeyes. Uh, we got the star count coming in here for today. Viewers gave the most stars for this post so far. Uh, Gary leads Palmer with a thousand. Thank you so much, Gary. You're a real one. Michael Ronquillo coming in right behind him with 900. Andrew it Baker. probably needs a refresh. I'm guessing that Michael's probably come in and, and knocked on the door of the lead, if not if not tied for or taken it with a refresh. Yeah, absolutely. Michael's a, Michael's a maniac. We love it. He's also active on Twitter after all the shows. So we appreciate you, Michael. Um, I saw Greg Smith was in the house too. So Michael said hello to you. Uh, this there was morning, another Greg. Aloha. I saw at the very top of the show, someone else said Aloha for, you know, I, I appreciate, I, I love the ability to say hello and goodbye at the same time. I, somebody on here was saying, uh, how's it? And I, apparently that's a Hawaiian, uh, like how is, how you doing? But uh, how's it was a big thing. Like I've never heard that, but I just I wish it. I was British so I could use the obscenity to, to say hello and goodbye and thank you. Like they seem to be able to do. I can't pull that off. You know, I, I, I talk to people like that. I, I better be ready to throw down. Special, uh, no, no comment. Um, Andrew Baker coming in here, uh, Butch Butch, also Steve. So, thank you guys so much. Uh, we appreciate it. Uh, appreciate everybody coming in so far who's been just super supportive of the shows. We got uh, Brandon Harden coming back in, man. I think that's the fourth one today. So, thank you so much, Brandon. Uh, Bama Broncos, Teddy has the highest passer rating at 98. He was number one, uh, quarterback week, uh, one left higher than that. Game. Uh, the quarterback rating itself. I know he was number one, I think for a quarterback efficiency um, versus like CPOE and uh, EPA per play. There's only one quarterback who rated higher than him. I cannot think of who it is off the top of my head, but Teddy, I mean, Teddy had as good of a game as you could possibly hope. There were a couple throws on the field that I was like, ah, wish he could have gotten that one back. Um, there was a play in the red zone that probably could have been a touchdown. There was that Noah Fant uh, play where he, Starting the left side of the formation, crossed the field, then turned up, and it was a severe underthrow, and Fant had real estate in front of him. But, uh, you know, he protected the football, uh, got the ball to the right guys, and the uh, game was never really, really in doubt. And a lot a lot of that has to do with how good Teddy played. So I'm, I'm ecstatic, man. I, we haven't had competent quarterback play in Denver. Uh, we, we kind of tried to talk ourselves into Case Keenum. I guess that's the closest we've tasted uh, recently. But Teddy playing like that, you're talking about a guy. I mean, we might have to have a conversation about a contract extension at some point that's that's ideally i mean gosh i'm telling myself and everybody pump the brakes there we got a lot of season left to see how that goes but um the, you know if that's if that's a taste what's to come sign me up baby yeah i, I he set the bar awfully high i mean yeah. that's that's as good as that's as good as you can expect again and people are talking about you know if he had hit that that hamler pass you know there's another well i was right at midfield right so yeah. that would have been if another 50 yards and another touchdown um but Looking at Pro Football Reference, which is kind of my go-to, they've got his, his rating for the season right now, which is just one game at one fifteen point seven. So I'm like, you know, I, I think he hit about seventy five percent and two touchdowns, no interceptions, about two hundred and sixty sixty five yards. What was it? Two sixty four. Yep. Yeah. Uh, I think it's going to be higher than ninety eight. Ninety eight is yeah. pretty middle of the pack, and there was nothing middle of the pack about that performance. Yep. I uh, I agree with you completely. It's very very high bar and. Uh, like we said before, or I've, I've said before on here, I think it was, you're not really as much of a big NBA guy. Uh, probably the Atlanta Hawks, not, not the, not the best. Um, I used to be, there. if we, if you want to talk, if you want to talk eighties, eighties and early nineties, I, I can go with uh, Michael Jordan and magic Johnson and the bad boys and all of that stuff. But uh, once the two thousands hit, I kind of fell off a little bit. Absolutely. Well, for me, Teddy Bridgewater is a, a great pass for his point guard. And that's not going to work for every team. You know, everybody kind of wants a Seth Curry or a Kyrie Irving or a Russell Westbrook. Um, but Tidy Bridgewater is a Rajon Rondo, right? And uh, that's fine. 
if you have the playmakers around him. You have to have the supporting cast for a Rajon Rondo type to work out. And I would argue, on paper, the Broncos have that. I want to see better from the offensive line. want to see more efficiency from the run game. Uh, hopefully, we'll see that when the Broncos are playing arguably not the toughest uh, defensive tackle duo in football. Um, but just get the ball to the guys and let them make you look good. I mean, Peyton Manning, Tom Brady made careers out of that, and they're considered the GOATs. So you don't have to be Patrick Mahomes, Aaron Rodgers out here making crazy plays, throwing at 80 yards down the field to be a good quarterback. All right. I saw this one earlier today, and I'm not going to let it go twice. Flip it. This, this, this wasn't you earlier, but uh, calling Teddy Bridgewater's pass underthrown, when you got a guy that's that open down the field, the last thing you want to do is overthrow it. So when a ball travels 55 yards in the air and you're still 10 yards behind any defensive backs, you got to catch the ball. That pass wasn't underthrown. And all you have to do, it's not like we're hitting a guy in stride from the 20 where you want to catch and run and score. He catches that ball. He drops his butt in the end zone. It's a touchdown. Yep. That was uh, the pass. There wasn't anything wrong with that pass. I'm sorry. If anything, I think it was maybe a little late. Um, but still that's it. You're an NFL player. You, that you ask KJ what he thinks. Watch, watch yeah. KJ's reaction. And let's find out if he yep. thought he should have caught that ball. Just, just watch his reaction on that one. Yep. And I don't think we uh, see that again. And I said it for those of you who weren't here this morning, um, you had two massive mistakes from players that are likely to be the biggest beneficiaries, um, from Jerry Judy's injury and Albert Okoyabinam with the fumble and KJ Hamler with that drop. Those guys still went out there and made massive plays. That play with Albert Okoyabinam's touchdown was gorgeous. What an effort by him. What an athletic play by him. You don't see that from many tight ends. Um, and then uh, KJ Hamler also, there was that Teddy Bridgewater beautiful play, and KJ Hamler skied for it. KJ also had a great play on the right hash mark. Um, that was incredible. Those guys made mistakes. They're young. They're going to make more mistakes. Those are the ones who are going to have to step step up now that Jerry Judy's out. And I have a lot of confidence in them. I'm really excited to see what they can do. Obviously, I'd rather have Judy out there, but I'm excited to see what these guys can do. I love the mental toughness of this team that they showed early. Um, Free play. Daniel Jones goes about 40, 50 yards up the right sideline. Kendall Fuller falls down uh, on on the coverage on a procedure play. So it is a total free play. Trips trips up the receiver. I don't don't remember which receiver it was at the time. Doesn't matter. But the point is, ball gets down to the 30 right off the bat. This is the first series. What happens? They try and run some gadget jet sweep, and Von Miller blows it up and drops him for a seven-yard loss. Next play, they lose me, and they're punting. That is standing up. That's that's facing adversity right off the bat and bowing up your chest and saying, uh-uh, you're, you're not going to have this. And then um, I, I walked around all morning saying his name, Okawebanam. Oh, say it. You did it. Okay. Albert, <laughs> Albert O fumbles. They're still pinned back in, and the defense takes over the game right there. The Denver Broncos defense took over that game after that fumble. Instead of going in, I mean those those turnovers can be crushing. Yeah. The the uh, the 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 defense is sitting over there. They're not ready to come in right away. It's they're not mentally ready to come in. They're getting ready to celebrate a touchdown. Things are going. It's like oh crap! Now we got to strap it on and go in there. Three and out. All of a sudden, that game just turned. Um, it was so the mental toughness of the team. I was certainly impressed with. In order to to stare adversity in the face and turn it back around right on its head was impressive. Yep. No, it was, I mean, very little critiques coming out of this game. You want to see the offensive line be better on the interior. Um, somebody who, and this pains me to say, cause I'm a big fan of him personally. Um, and, uh, I disagreed with you this morning. I think you are probably, 
um, a little bit, maybe chastises the, the word, wrong word. Um, but uh, what you witnessed with the Atlanta Falcons should not be the bar of offensive line play. Um, but I thought Dalton Reisner, uh, he struggled last year um, and he needs to have a, uh, needs to be better. Um, especially now that Glasgow's hurt, he's, he's just gotta be better. Um, I do wonder if when the Broncos drafted him, it was for more of an outside zone uh, in mind. And the Broncos have been doing far more inside zone power kind of looks uh, with Pat Shermer. Don't know if Reisner's the best for that. I feel like he's a little bit more finesse. He's very good on the polls. I will give him that. So that's a power look they like to use. Well, but, like, you know, it, depending on what you're trying to do, part of the game, you know, let's let's see some minors. You know, yep. let's let's see a little rotation. There's some Mooty yep. in there as well. Um, you know, we can we can certainly see Denver's got some options in order to move some guys in and out and make sure that you're getting more depth on the offensive line as well. Yep. Absolutely. It's going to be great to see. And obviously you'd rather have the, the starters out there, but if you're going to have injuries, any place it's that wide receiver cornerback in the interior offensive line. So it'll be good to see what these guys can do. And they have two of these next three games, you know, regardless of that, they should have a chance to win or they should win. I think they are. God, I think they're pretty big favorites going into Jacksonville. I am a little bit scary. I'm not going to bet on the Broncos game in Jacksonville because historical numbers say that Denver going to Florida in September is bad news, but man, that Jags team is so dysfunctional. I just, it's I don't know. It's really cool here, believe it or not. It's been kind okay. of an early fall uh, in the in the deep south. Uh, Jacksonville's a can be a little bit different though down there and on the right there on the Atlantic. It can just it just stays hot. Not Orlando hot, but but hot enough. So yeah, um, there was a point I was going to make, and I'll come back to it once uh, once you have something to say. <laughs> and I do have something to say because. Obviously, I always do. And thank God for this outlet. Thank you guys, because otherwise my wife would be getting it constantly. And um, she prefers not to talk about football all day. She's a Hawkeye fan, but uh, definitely. Um, I also want to say you win this round, but we're still watching you. Looking at you, Tom McMahon, the, I thought the Broncos special teams did not go out there and embarrass themselves. And that is something that we have not seen in a while. Um, heck, maybe even the Broncos had better special teams play in this game. Um, so to have them go out there and not be an obvious embarrassment, um, that is a, uh, that's a big win for me. I mean, I know that's, we're talking about low bar with the uh, Falcons offensive line compared to the Broncos, but, uh, I'll take it because we have not had that recently. And, um, when the Broncos, the style of play, they are going to go with this year. Special teams cannot be a huge weakness because you don't have that margin of error. Um, so Todd McMahon, like I said, you win this round, we're still watching you, but, uh, I guess I'll even say good job week one, everybody involved. Um, Sam Martin, maybe a little bit on the hot seat, maybe not this year, going into next year. Uh, is the punting somewhat conservative because they don't trust the coverage unit, so he's not kicking it as far? I mean, there's that's part that could go into it. I'd have to sit down and talk to him um, to really figure that out. But um, overall, I thought they did fine, and that's that's enough for me for this game, given how low low the expectations were for special teams. Yeah, and I want to I want to dig into those numbers just a little bit more cuz you know, does does the altitude have anything to do with punt coverage? You know, are your is your are your punts on the fly are they farther? I don't know what the average yard per punt is versus the net compared to the rest of I'd like to see I'm I'm a big baseball fan. I love the math, math, mathematics and the statistics and the road splits versus the home splits, especially for a team with such a drastic difference like Denver with the Colorado yeah. Rockies. So I mean, it's just like, you know, are you out kicking your coverage the way Nick and I did when we got married? You know, that's actually a good thing. But out kicking yeah. your coverage is is not necessarily such a great thing when you are playing football. Yeah. Uh, I remember what I was going to say. You were talking about betting on the Broncos. I'm like, man, there is only one time to bet on your team. One, it's when they're dogs. 
when they are underdogs because you can actually double dip on that one because if they win, if they win, but the other team doesn't cover it, you win both. It's like, hey, I win and I do get paid. But I, uh, I never bet on your team when they're favorites because they can lose and uh, not cover or whatnot. And, uh, or, you know, they, they beat, they get, they get beat and the team beats a spread. Now you have to pay money and you're pissed off that they lost. So yeah. betting on your team. I have to figure this out. Betting against your team when they're dogs is actually a good thing because you can you can win and get paid. Yeah, well, there you go. Um, I guess the last thing um, we're and obviously Scott and I are going to see you guys again on Thursday. We're going to get more Thursday morning if you guys want to join us and get into some more of this Broncos stuff. Um, but uh, this is the game biggest thing for me. I'm going to be boring, and this is going back to <laughs> Kirk Ferentz roots. But like seriously, run the ball, control the pace of the game. Take some shots, especially when you've punched them in the gut enough times. Uh, get get those and just control the pl- the pace of the game, um, because this is a game where it's going to be. You you definitely can win it, but I think it's more so if you lose this game, it's because you actually went out there and like fumbled the bag kind of thing. So uh, don't do anything crazy. Go out there. You should be better and uh, execute and don't overlook them. And uh, it should work. It should uh, should come out on top. We had, we had that same conversation about the Giants, you know, and I always think of Iceman and Top Gun. You know, he doesn't do anything fancy. He just lets just nice and patient until you make a mistake. Then he pounces. That's all you need to do. Just yep. just let Jacksonville screw it up. Yep. You know, don't do anything to, you know, if you give it enough time, I'll never forget. I actually cut it up watching uh, into, a, into a separate promo video of, uh, of Zach Kelberman on, on Mile High Huddle saying, you know, Daniel Jones is a turnover plague buffoon or something. <laughs> it was pretty harsh. I'm like, and sure enough, there he goes. He goes and scrambles. He's trying to get some extra yards. Cough. There's the ball on the floor. It's a 722nd fumble in his career. You know, dude, yeah. put the ball away for God's sakes. So don't do, you know, just, just give it some time. Jacksonville will give you the game, you know? Uh, I mean, Obviously, run your game plan, which is run it right at them, little play action, and and that should be enough. I mean, that's yeah. what the game plan was this time. And how many points did the Broncos score? You scored plenty, yep. so um, you'll you'll grind it out. And at the end of the day, I'll be like, wow, this was a really convincing win. Yeah, I totally agree with you in that regard. Um, in order to run the ball better, I would like to see. Uh, hats off to Shermer, also the game plan this week. Um, but one thing that I absolutely just adore about the 49ers is the diversity of their run game and the different looks that they can get. Um, and if it's not working, you know, why not use KJ Hamler on a reverse or a jet sweep or something just to hold that edge player, give him something extra to think about. Um, Sean McVay is the king of that as well. So some stuff to think about. Um, also the men hard on the interior offensive line um, in that regard, but also the uh, tight ends and Noah Fant have to be better as blockers as well, especially if they're going to shift to more of a uh, 12 heavy personnel look while Judy's out, which is very possible. So our bet last week, though, what we say was the was the money one for Broncos and Giants. Do you remember? Um, and what did I under. set it at? What did I set the line at for the over under last week? Probably exactly what it was. I set it at thirty five, didn't I? Yeah, I think it was what, at. 30. What was it? Oh, they got that late garbage touchdown, so we got close, didn't it? Yeah. Yep. Did they get the over on that after that late touchdown? See, that's why I don't bet. Crazy stuff happens like that. You can't, it was like, it was, it was, it was about 35 points the whole game and they get a late touchdown. Yeah. Yeah. That's uh that's football for you though. Right. That's, that's going to happen sometimes. That's why I don't bet that is goofy stuff happens when, when I start getting out my own money, things get weird. Yep. No, it's uh 
right? You, you cursed him. You jinxed him. Um, uh, that's why I bet on the Falcons this week. And look what happened. No, we'll we'll get some chance to talk about that. Uh, I bet on the team I want to lose. I'm like, how much would I pay to see them lose? That's what I ask myself. How much would I pay? Because if they win, at least I get some money. What is it worth to me? So you know, I, I used to bet. I used to about the. I used to bet against the Lakers. I'm like, oh, I'm gonna bet the Lakers to win. If they if they lose, then great. How much would I pay to see them lose? Yep. No, absolutely. I feel that way with uh, Nebraska. A lot of times we got don't like the Cornhuskers. Um, but guys, that's probably going to have to do it for us today. Uh, this has been Building the Broncos. Uh, Carl is still out. Uh, he'll be back at some point. But I guess uh, for now in the future, going forward for a bit, it's going to be Scott and I. Because uh, Luke is coaching some uh, youth flag football. So, Scott, as long as you don't have any plans on Tuesday, I think we'll see you here on Tuesday evenings. Um which will be great. A lot of fun. Um, we'll see you guys also Thursday morning for uh, Broncos for breakfast. Um, you guys can follow Scott and I on Twitter, Scott at Scout Kennedy and myself at Nick Kendall MHH. And while you're there, also make sure you follow us at BTB football pod, as well as at mile high huddle. Um, man, we got some beautiful looking uh, jer- uh, new swag coming up there for Broncos for breakfast. Obviously we also got the building the Broncos stuff going on. I'd say I have way too many hats. No such that my wife says I have way too many hats. I would disagree. Um, I have just the right amount of, if anything, I'm lacking one, uh, especially that uh, Broncos for breakfast hat looking pretty good. So make sure you guys go to huddleuppod.com and uh, get your swag. Um, and Chad's going to pull it up here real quick. Man, that is just, it's so clean. It's just easy, clean. I also love the uh, the coffee mug there on the, uh, the oh, beautiful. Need myself a Broncos for breakfast coffee mug. That's, uh, that's number one on the stocking stuffer list this year. Um, guys, make sure you're also following us uh, at facebook.com forward slash mile high huddle as and facebook.com forward slash mile high huddle pod. Join the communities. Um, obviously, the live streams are only for one hour, two hours a day. Um, but those those communities 24 uh, seven, you guys can keep that going. Um, also, subscribe, like and share on YouTube if you have not done so yet. Want to give a shout out to everybody who has been coming in today with the uh, super chats, superstars everything like that. Uh, thank you guys so much. Also looks like we got something from Brian Greenfield coming here. Uh, three down one game. I'm um, talking about the injuries there. You know, it's uh it's unfortunate, but none of them are season long injuries. Um, so we'll take what we can get right. All these guys are expected oh. back. And, and hopefully in the near future, we can say three back in one yeah. game, you know, three back as they, as they start getting healthy again, or with some of these guys, I mean, hopefully very possibly um, you say, wow, um, we, we love Graham Glasgow. Um, he was really good guard for us, but, um, Natane Moody, he took the spot, right? This Wally Pipped, right? That's, that's how it goes. Sometimes that happens. I'm sure so, you'd be uh, old enough to say something like Wally Pip. Yeah. I mean, it's got my references, um, but, uh, that's uh, something <laughs> that, uh, that very possible with somebody like Patrick Sertan and Tane Moody, probably not Jerry Judy being, uh, usurped, but, uh, still getting some depth down there and, uh, we're not playing the chiefs and the chargers in the next two weeks. So, uh, Feeling good. Still got to go out there and get the wins, but it should be good. And also, we should be getting uh, OJ Moody back here soon as well to help that depth, not only in the secondary, but special teams. Um, shout out to everybody who came in today. Uh, thank you so much for your support. Obviously, getting your stars and super chats in is going to give you a chance to win that Justin Simmons jersey. Uh, Zach and Chad will be with you guys tomorrow night, obviously, with the Huddle Up podcast. And uh, Scott and I will see you, I guess, if you guys want to join us at Scott's channel <laughs> tomorrow as well. Um, I'm going to drop that in the chat. Make sure you guys follow us there. And uh, it'll be at youtube.com forward slash C forward slash Scott Kennedy. If you want to see me talk passionately angry about a certain subject, why don't you join us tomorrow at uh, at 8 a.m. Mountain time and listen to me talk Falcons tomorrow. <laughs> Oof, man, I, I feel for you. That was a, uh, we'll save it for tomorrow, but man, that was a, 
rough one for the eyes, especially for somebody who likes trench play. That was borderline offensive, um, but uh, we'll get into it tomorrow. Um, I don't want you to go to bed mad, Scott. That's, that's rule number one, right? Uh, that's never, never go to bed angry. Time. Yeah, don't, don't do that. Secret captain. I'm always angry. But uh, oh, wife and I saw Shang-Chi last night. Uh, very good. Worth seeing. Good Marvel movie. Um, but guys, we'll see you guys tomorrow. Um, and everyone stay safe. Go Broncos. You've been listening to Building the Broncos. Join Broncos Country's deep divers at milehighhuddle.com to keep the conversation going.